it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Save the digital world. Yeah. Not the real world. The metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they... Save the metaverse. <laughs> Ma! The Digimon have been out here preparing for the metaverse mm-hmm. for us. They've been paving the way for for us to invade the world. Excellent job. Thank you for saving the, the, the metaverse, Even Digimon. though multiple times they have to save the actual world from the Digimon that have somehow come through Somehow crashed through into a real world. So now that's like... Um, Oh, what's the what's the what's the movie where they're in a digital world and they come over into the real world? The Matrix. Nope. Nope. They just did a reboot of it. Classic movie. Tron. Oh my god, that shit slaps. It's Tron. It's when Great they come. Movie. It's when they come Never from the it. digital world into the real world. Guess what? It's gonna. Digimon's be been stealing from all these other resources this entire time. What's going on? Welcome to today's episode of the Grounds Crew. I am Bill Rom. This is. Josh Gerson. Uh, so, nothing happening in baseball whatsoever. No progress, no movement, no anything. Well, there was one thing. I don't understand how that's even possible. Uh, Verlander signed with the Astros. They kind of just let that happen. So, my, my like, question is, is like, was that it had to have been a situation that before everything was shut down, that offer was already on the table? I think it was like on it. December 1. And yeah. And they were just like, fuck it. Like, just let it happen. <clears throat> yeah. The league office is closed, so they, like, stop talking about things. Yep. Uh, something I did find out yesterday, which I think is wild. Okay. The uh, the MLB Instagram account mm-hmm. grows by over 2,000 new followers every single day over their last 30 days. Oh, yes. We were talking about the But they haven't posted growth. since, like, December 5th. So they're still gaining thousands of people every day, mm-hmm. and they haven't posted anything new. Dead silent, quiet, can't talk about anything, can't do anything, lockout. Yep. But growing. And then it made me then look at things and look at everything else. Mike Trout, last 30 days, is only up 1,000 followers. So you're the, you're the, the dude. He's got 1.9 million followers, but he's getting 1,000 a week. Right? Mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis. How many do we think he gains a week? Not sure. I don't know how much he's posting. 4,000 a week. Okay. Uh, 4,000 a month. A month. Same thing with uh, going back. I said Trout was 1,000 a week. It was 1,000 a month. So roughly 100 plus a day. Yeah. Um, those who don't know Baseball Lifestyle, about seven, 8,000 a month. Um, overtime? Like 174,000 a month. Wild. They Insane. post like 13 to 16 times a day. Yes, we were, we yeah. were discussing it. What uh, what was House of Highlights? Josh said it was something crazy. Oh, maybe House of Highlights was 175. House of Highlights was higher than them. That's what it was. Okay. So House of Highlights is 175,000 a month. And overtime was like 85. I had them flipped. Gotcha. Which is still crazy. Insane. Absolutely. It's still like everybody's out here. Like I'd love to gain 100,000 followers ever and they're doing that per month, that means that they're generating a million a year plus. Like, that's some that's some power. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, um, other, other uh, like, media companies that we know, mm-hmm. 
uh, also growing, you know, about 4,000 to, to 8,000 per month, which again, surprising. Uh, and I only bring this all up because MLB, we talked about it a couple of us, they're doing a better job than the PA is at growing themselves in the game. Mm -hmm. When you have 8 million followers and you're growing faster than any of the players' accounts and you're not even posting, the players need to take a step back and they have to acknowledge that they are not better than the MLB right now. Yep. The team matters more than the players. And the players don't think that that's true. Oh, without the players, you don't have a team. All right. Like, what if they ever went nuclear? What if they ever went nuclear? They said, cool, every player in the league banned. You're out. Mm -hmm. You're gone. What would the players do? Because I know what the easy answer is. The easy answer is everybody would say, oh, well, somebody would just, you know, create a whole other league. and Mm -hmm. Where are you playing? What stadiums are you playing in? Oh, well, just build sta- – okay, two, three years you're going to build stadiums. So you have guys who are older in the league who those guys are, are would be willing to just say, oh, you know, my career will just end now. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The super young guy who's 23, right, like why is he going to wait for this other league to do stuff, sign with another team, have a draft? Have, uh, why, why, why would I do that? So somebody's going to play for the MLB teams. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So we'd real fast just reset the holes. They the teams can wait. Yep. They put anything out on the field. Guess what? People gonna watch. Absolutely. As much as people care about the players and stuff, they're even when the players are done, they're still fandom of the team. It's like they don't really care who plays there at the end of the day. Yankees selling less tickets now that Derek Jeter doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Nope. They still them, right? No. Nope. Anybody? People talk about Derek Jeter like they used to. No. He's still alive. What happened? He don't play for that team anymore. Yep. So like it's it's the the challenge that I'm seeing right now is like they need a lot of work to do on personal branding, off-field development, what they do as a unit. There's still so much that they're leaving on the table and you're seeing it right now. No your bi- biggest superstars are growing slower than the overall account. Mhm. That doesn't happen in the NBA. LeBron's out here cooking the league, right? Giannis yep. cooking the league. Luka Doncic cooking the league. The player has a following, and it's because the league leaned into, we're partners, man. Mm-hmm. Let's all do this together. Let's make this work. And the NBA players, they got what they wanted. All of a sudden, all the all the money went through the roof. I'm pretty sure recently, uh, uh, right right this second, I think John Wall is making $45 million. From his contract? From his contract. For one season. And he is not playing. He's not played a game this year. Because they're waiting to trade him. That's insane. Like. What team is he even on now? Houston. Okay. So he's in Houston not playing. Making forty five, the the players in the that's why the players in the NBA love life. The league treats them well, gives doesn't doesn't clamp them down, works as a true partner with them, leans into them being able to do stuff, spends money. Mm-hmm. The bad teams spend money, and that's my thing. Is like, 
whatever everybody's fighting over with MLB, we all need to have, like rechange this entire thing. Yeah. And I stand by looking at what I've seen. MLB's doing a better job. I, I would agree with that. And unfortunately, I think two days ago it came out that they're not going to be working on the CBA or at least the main points that they're trying to fix until next month. Yeah. They're, they're just calling it for the for this year, and it's, it's unfortunate because it just means we're probably looking at uh, pushing back to some degree from the, the start. Listen, I, I don't think that any of that means that they have to push back. I, right? could, I could see it being the case, considering that they have been working on this for several months already and have made no progress. And somebody's going to have to start – somebody's going to have to sit down and say, hey, let's, let's, let's put pen to paper and start figuring this out. And, I again, so. you know what I think – what I think holds the, the Players Association back to some degree is the fact that the minor league guys are apart from this. Yep. Because the minor leagues it, will go on. The minor leagues are going to happen this year. We've yep. talked about, like, you want to you say, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to put all of the, the AAA games for the Mets are going to be in City Field. Right? Mm-hmm. They can do that. Guess what? Now City Field's open. You want to go see baseball? You can go see baseball. You can see the best players that mm-hmm. they got. And you've seen a lot of uh, like older MLB free agents are signing minor league deals, and they're just like, "Cool, I'll just go play AAA ball until it's time for this team to need me, whenever that is." Yeah, well, again, That's we a good idea. there's a there's a friend of the show who who turned down uh, this. He he converted that same money into a minor league deal, so he was getting offered the same amount of money for an MLB deal and a minor league deal, right? Back of the rotation guy, MLB level. He did it for the minor league so that he can show up on time. And you know why he did it? Because he is a guy who's at the back half of the, of the roster. But you know what he's going to have? Be on time no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So when that season breaks and you got a bunch of arms that might not be good in March or April, what's he going to automatically get assigned to? MLB roster. Yeah. You want to be on the same team? Same team. Already signed. Cool. Nice. He signed during that whole free agent frenzy. Gotcha. He signed and secured the bag for himself for next year. Not a boy. Right? Yeah. Again, he's going to be a starter, most likely going to be in their rotation for the entire year. And he signed a deal that allowed him to maximize an advantage. I love that. Why does that guy give a damn about the superstar guys who are out here trying to make millions when he's a back-of-the-end guy who's been trying to break through? You guys can all go be petty. I'm, I'm happy to make you know $800,000 and have a minor league deal, and then as soon as everything's going, that same money just converts up. I secured the bag, and I potentially have set myself up to stay in the league for another five years. Yeah. It's a very real possibility. And it's about opportunities, and that's my thing. We've talked about how many guys in the minors probably should already be up. A lot. Keep sleeping. Yeah. Keep sleeping. Guess what? You know what the GM is going to be able to do if, if the lockout goes into the early part of the year? I'm going to go watch a lot more of my young guys play. Oh, shoot. This guy's better than I thought. I'm not going to sign this veteran that I was going to sign. Kick rocks. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it's really, 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 really interesting. We've been talking about it a lot. I think the players deserve so much more power. Mm-hmm. But I also think at the same time, they're fighting some wars that don't benefit them. Yeah. And they're dying on a hill that used to matter. And now the, the war has moved. And they're still st- stuck on the same old hill. Yep. And it's really inhibiting progress. And it's like, guys, move with the new fight. We got NFT money coming in. We got gambling money coming in. The pool is bigger. Mm-hmm. You guys can make your own stuff. You can have e-commerce brands. Everybody can do all these things and maximize themselves and their personal brands. Just not doing it. 
Pat McAfee should be the goal. Yeah. If yeah. Pat McAfee can do it and get paid $30 million a year, every MLB guy should have that same hope. Because he was a dude who was a punter. You want to talk about back end of a roster? You could be the starting punter, but there's 30 guys on the team more important than you, quote-unquote, to the, to the team on a regular basis. If that's the case, how did that guy build himself in the hundreds of thousands of followers and use that to balloon himself so he's going to have a better overall earnings career than starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Right? Mm-hmm. He's going to make more money than Sam Darnold. He was made fun of for the decision when he made it, too. Yes, sir. Yeah. And now you have guys like Trevor May have already said, I want to do this when I'm done. Yes, sir. And Trevor May's been doing it. Yeah. That's why Trevor May's going to have no problem. Right? It's why I also look at a guy like Stroman and I say he's doing it wrong. Stroman is still using the fact that he's playing ability is the biggest selling point of him. None of his personality off the field stuff is what people follow. Right. And their challenge is what happens when you stop playing? Do those followers disappear? Does that does that brand it? Because you don't have a brand. Right. Right? I know you're selling clothes, HDMH and all that stuff. I know you're doing all of it. But so much of that relies on you playing the game because you don't generate content off the field. Mm-hmm. You don't have personality off the field. So Trevor May and... I might not like his personality off the field. Yeah. Rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He, he could be abrasive. Yeah. Listen, and you could be for who you're for. Yeah. Right? We t- there's a there's a, an old school concept... There are two of them, right? There's called Rave, uh, Raving Fans, right? It's a book that was written a long while ago. The other one is uh, 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 like a thousand raving fans and the long tail of what you do. If I have a thousand people who love me emphatically and I put out $100 worth of good stuff every year, I make $100,000 a year, right? I put out $1,000 in stuff, right? And I have a thousand raving fans willing to buy it, I make a million dollars a year. So the question becomes, you don't really need that many people for you to be hyper successful in the things that you want to do in life. But you have to have something that people connect to. And that's where I look at a guy like Stroman and I say he's not doing enough stuff off the field. He's too combative off the field. And that's not where you build brand, right? Trevor May has his gaming. He does podcasts. He does all these different things. He's going to be able to carry himself to, to infinity and beyond, mm-hmm. right? You see other guys who go on the Rose Rotation, same thing. Those guys are building a personality and a brand off the field that will carry them, right? Our guy Tristan McKenzie, he streams, comes on podcasts, he does live events, he talks to his people on a regular basis, he posts consistently. Yeah, right? Tristan's going to be able to end his career with a million followers on social media who are used to buying stuff from him. He won. And they like him for what he does off the field, not just on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the difference of, you know, how it should be done, and what we're seeing. Yeah, it should be it should be common practice. Like when, I mean, call it 1985 <clears throat> when an NFL player got drafted. They're doing TV deals, they're in magazines, all that stuff, and it was like commonplace to be in all these things. Now, commonplace needs to be I need to build a personal brand. I need to be streaming. I need to be making appearances and doing all this stuff <clears throat> on social media because that's where people build now, and that's how you need to go about it. And it's it. Uh, is, is not as not even remotely common in the MLB. Like there's so many guys, like Jacob Degrom, prime example. Like best pitcher in the game doesn't have any social media. Nothing. And like per, is a perfect example of after his career, there's nothing for him. Yeah, he's gonna do. He's gonna rely on the the alumni association to get him appearance deals, right? Yeah. And to make money that way, 
right? Griffey Jr. at least had the ability to somewhat to scale out what was happening, right? And he had all this stuff where it was like, okay, I have a brand. I can sell my name, image, likeness. I can do shirt deals. I can do all this other stuff. But he didn't do it enough. Because if he had leaned into full-time superstardom on a social media platform, he'd be massive. Yep. And and the, the guy who I think is a, is a great example as a pro guy, but not a pro guy, but just a, a, a celebrity, two, two people. And I'll give you different levels of them doing it. Number one, Will Smith. Will Smith consulted with a guy named Casey Neistat for people who don't know. He also did some stuff with a guy, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, for people who don't know. You can look both of those people up. And they talked to him about him making his own content and having his own stuff. And he was like, you know what? Great. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a full-time videographer to follow me wherever I go in life and my vacations and my things and my family and my stuff. I'm going to do it all. And now Will's one of the biggest YouTubers and TikTokers and everything in the world. And he's now taken his stardom that he could have just said, hey, I'm in movies. I'm in magazines. People will just like me and know me because I'm famous for this one thing. And he's now made it that his YouTube channel probably makes him millions of dollars a year. Absolutely. His TikTok probably makes him millions of dollars a year. He didn't just get a videographer. He got a whole production company. Yes. A production company that just produced his new movie. Yes. Uh, King Richard. Yep. But he started with this smaller thing, Mm -hmm. and then he built it out into a much bigger thing. Yep. Who's another person who did it? Who's becoming a genius marketer? Nope. Come on, you love his movie. My my boy. Is it your boy? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, right? Ryan Reynolds is one of the best production houses for marketing pieces in the world. He he is buying companies, attaching his name and marketing company to them, running them to the moon selling them taking the cash and doing more he leaned into he wanted deadpool so bad he produced it himself with his own money he's now got more money than he knows what to do with he was a couple years ago peloton had a problem right there was a commercial that happened he leaned in helped them do a commercial saved their stock did a whole bunch of stuff recently did you guys see what happened with peloton y'all are young so i'll let you guys know what happened so peloton allowed uh, do you guys know who Carrie Bradshaw is? Yep. The character. Mm-hmm. Sex in the City. So Sex in the City is back on HBO Max, yeah, right? And in one of the episodes, Mr. Big, Carrie Bradshaw, the main character, her husband, huge component of her love life in the original Sex in the City, he takes his thousandth Peloton ride. They ha- they're allowed to use name image likeness of Peloton and the, and the, the instructor and everything else. He gets off his Peloton, has a heart attack. Episode episode ends. Peloton stock drops 11%. 11%. Guys, it's a billion-dollar company. 11% is $110 million. Uh, Ryan Reynolds calls them up, says, let me do a... I have a concept. Let me do it. I need Mr. Big. I need the instructor. And I need to be able to use Peloton. They go, okay, cool. He does a commercial Mr. Big sitting next to the instructor, want to do another one. And they're sipping wine, making it look all sexy, everything else. Mm -hmm. 
They zoom out. There's two different Pelotons that face each other, a fire, a Christmas tree, all this stuff. Ryan Reynolds speaking over it. Like, regular cardiovascular exercise keeps prevents heart disease, everything else. He's alive. <laughs> Peloton stop, stops dropping, goes back up. Ryan Reynolds saves the day. Probably made a few million dollars to be a G. And Peloton literally puts out uh, tweet if we could get this done in less than 48 hours you can get your next ride done mic drop walk away excellent job ryan reynolds he is not just sitting on i make movies give me money yeah. he is leveraging that into ryan reynolds is going to be a billionaire a billionaire you don't think he is yet? no billions a lot of money all right hold on Do you, does he have assets in the bill like no up to a hell no no, billion is a lot of money. No, I know, but isn't his production company at least worth like four hundred million dollars? Something like that. Cool, that's four hundred million. What's the rest of his stuff Halfway worth? There. Well, but four hundred million—that's forty percent there. You ready let's, for his net worth? Go for it. One hundred and fifty million. Really? Let's let's pump let's pump the brakes on Those how. Are also not always right. No, he's probably higher than that. Yeah. Again, you'd have to look at what's his stake in Mint, the mobile company, his Aviation gin. American Gin. What's his production company doing? But again, I say to you, and again, this is something that everybody forgets. When you hear that Stephen Cohen makes billion a billion dollars a year, you don't realize how much money that guy is actually making and how rich he actually is. And the scale in which when you hear that guys are worth a trillion dollars, that's why you're not understanding how far and away they actually are, mm-hmm. right? How little they actually need that much money. Because there's nothing in life that Ryan Reynolds does not is not capable of really doing. Yeah. Right? And he's only worth that much money. So again, yeah, my point to you is I think he's gonna end up being a billionaire. And he's gonna be the first actor who is worth a billion dollars as their primary job. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. And he's leading why is everybody not doing this? Easier said than done. Well, so I'm saying, like, why does an aviation American gin work for him? He's in movies all the time. But now he can put it in his movies because he's producing them. Guys, you have no say in this. I'm getting this put in here. But it's worth $5 million. Great. I don't care. We're doing it because I want to. He's in all the commercials. What does it take him? He goes into his production house that's around the corner from his house. They film on his set that he made. And they get the commercial done. He has fun. He does his own thing. He's living the best life. Yep. He's the GOAT right now. You know who I could see also really making big moves post-career? Or like their career was kind of, it's Tom Brady. Right, and Tom Brady did the TB12 stuff, and he's talking about... I what? started watching his uh, Man of the Arena yesterday. Okay. Very good. Dope. Yeah. Again, he probably is paying for the production. And yep. yep, brought to you by Under Armour. I'm sure he has something yep. to do with it. Yeah, and there's... And that's, that's the thing is everybody's got a media component, right? You guys are listening to a company that sells clothes that has a media company, yep. right? Why? Why are guys at the MLB level not doing this? LeBron's doing it. Kevin Durant's doing it. I got a, I got a message from somebody who won't be named, and it was a photo of LeBron wearing a Penguins shirt, right? A Penguins it was, it was a jersey. hockey jersey, right? And I'm like, cool, he, he's a fan of Disney on Ice. And... Why is he wearing it? Well, because he bought a stake in a company that owns that team. 
It benefits him to just wear it as streetwear fashion. Guess what? I bet you today there's a whole bunch of people buying Penguins jerseys just because LeBron wore it. And that's the power that these guys have. NBA guys leaning into it. LeBron, especially, leaning, leaning into it. Why are so many people not? Why are no name me the MLB guy who's doing any of this? Who look you look at and you go, damn, that guy. I'll tell you the guy. Tristan McKenzie. Well, you say Bauer was making an effort? Bauer was making the effort, and that's why this offseason already seems so quiet. Mm-hmm. Is because Bauer doesn't exist on the planet anymore. I mean, he's still making content, but definitely uh, less people. He's not getting the push, and yeah. he, he had built up a lot of this stuff for it, mm-hmm. and he was getting pushed forward. That's gone. Yeah. But, like, seriously, tell me right now, who's a guy who you think should be doing it, who's not? I think it definitely could be one of the bigger Latin players. Okay. Um, like, a, like a Lindor or Tatis or Correa, like people who are outspoken like that. Um who also can work around the language barrier um, because obviously like Latin America baseball is huge. Like that's a whole giant market that they could go into and then also be so able to function in the U S if you were Lindor and right? Lindor's in New York. Let's, so like, let's Lindor, let's build out the, the Francisco Lindor business. Okay. Right. What's the, I have the first move I would make if I were Francisco Lindor. Okay. I would invest in buy up and push and promote La Vida Baseball, right? Mm-hmm. La Vida Baseball is a social media account website that's about Latin baseball, right? Yep. But now you own it, and you can now do your own show every week. Mm-hmm. Gemini Keys, who does photography for the Mets, he's been involved. He's taken photos, done stuff. You now have access to him, right? You can do photo shoots. You can do video shoots, everything else. Well, can you go out and can you interview and can you go shopping and do all this stuff as Francisco Lindor with Juan Soto, with Javi Baez? Mm-hmm. Can you culturally go into that? Yes. Absolutely. How many young Spanish players are going to watch that show? All of them. All of them. Anybody who has access to it, right? Yep. So you're going to win on that market and that demographic. So mm-hmm. what then are you going to be able to do? Get marketing dollars. Yep. Right? Lean into that. Build up a following. Then you're going to be able to say, okay, well, what happens when enough companies spend money with you? Right? What's your next move? Uh, become part of those companies in some capacity. So you can ask for ownership stake in one of those companies, right? You can say, hey, you're a smaller brand, but like you're, you're, you know, doing $40 million a year. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Francisco Lindor does $40 million a year, right? But a $40 million a year brand is pretty big, Mm -hmm. right? Not not anything to sneeze at. Cool. Give me 10%. I'll promote it. Push it through my network. Push it through myself. I will be in your commercials. I'll be in all your stuff. You give me ownership. That company goes from 40 to $120 million because of his media company himself. Yep. His 10% went from being worth $4 million to being worth $12 million. He's now grown himself. Now he has this other asset that has its own thing. It increases his ability to scale. What, other, what, what do we do after that? Right Now we have companies that we're proving that we can grow. Right When we attach to them, they grow. What would be your next play? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Start your own thing. Own company. Brand. Okay. All the way from the bottom to the top. Okay. Why not? 
right? You can just you put saw, it into your funnel, yeah. You you saw in. I, I already have distribution. I already have cash. Right. I have businesses that are providing me with opportunities. I have a place for m- myself to promote it. Yep. I have an increasing amount of different ver- like places for that content to go. Now I'm going to start my own products and I'm going to attach them to this thing for free and grow them like Aviation American Gym. Yep. That we're not talking about on the show for free. Right? Yep. Or are we talking about it for free? Um, no free ads. No free ads. Uh, <laughs> but now Lindor can do that. So now Lindor is able to use the fact that he's promoting himself more on social. He's putting out more of this content mm-hmm. into a direct line that, yo, I'm making money. Then there's always the hidden truth behind everything. You got enough money and you got all these businesses. Cool. Buy a giant building. Put them all in. Now they're all paying rent to who? To you. They're buying a building for you. You own real estate. Right? You're able to buy a building and build companies inside of it. You can grow it to the point that you don't need to pay for it. You now have an asset that runs for the rest of your life. And now, you, now you're rich, rich. That's what Ryan Reynolds is doing. Mm-hmm. All right? It's what Jeff Bezos did. I said to somebody uh, on the phone yesterday, I was talking to somebody. In 2008, all of Toys R Us online sales were done through Amazon. Amazon did it for them. Then Amazon said, we're not going to do it anymore. We're going to sell our own toys directly from the merchandisers. Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you, They sold it for somebody else, got a sliver of the pie, until they were big enough and known enough for doing it that they could do something similar themselves and take over that, that thought leadership that they had built for someone else and do it themselves. They've now done it at scale across every industry. Yeah, I think Amazon, inside of their own self, they have like 275 to 400 companies that make different products that they sell on Amazon. That's just like Amazon brand. Yep. Yep. Stereos, clothes, speed ladders, Mm -hmm. computer chips, anything. Amazon makes it all. They find out what's hot. They then lean into acquiring a small company that already has it. They then do it themselves and kick out the other people. So they're leveraging everybody else. That's all you got to do. Every athlete. And if nobody's doing it in baseball, you're going to get an outsized gain. There's a couple guys trying to do it in basketball. Mm-hmm. There's so few doing it in baseball the right way. Yeah, barely any. Barely we any. You can literally name one person, two people max. Yeah. Who, who should be doing it? Again, Tatis, Lindor should be doing it. I think that, honestly, like, for, I mean, in reality, Otani probably could too at some point. But Otani should be doing it too. He has a whole continent to himself, really. <laughs> like he, yeah. he's on an entire other other side of the planet. Would would love his stuff. Yeah. Right. Again, forget just him him being a Japanese player. Right. There are people in Korea. There are people in China yep. who can look at him and be like, "Hey, why not us?" Yep. Right. It's close. That's like us. That's like us looking at somebody in California and saying, "Hey, hey if they can do it, we can do it." Right. Because I think he's different than Ichiro. Like, sure, Ichiro is a legend, especially over in Asia. But, like, the things Otani can do physically yeah. have just created this, like, massive... Like, and let's be real, he's better looking for sure. than Ichiro was. Yep. Right? He's a good-looking dude. He looks like a, a K-pop star. Right? He, 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 he's a good-looking dude. He's 6'4", 230. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not... A, he, he's a, a man. Right? Like, cool. That guy could own Japan... And he could then extend that to out an entire region of the well, world. Well, here's, here's a perfect example. So you're talking about like he looks like a K-pop star. Kawhi Leonard. 
was in that Drake video. Yep. Do you see that? Yep. I think it was way too sexy. Yep. Like, does Otani get into a BTS video? Yeah. Like that that just blows up everywhere. It'll yeah. be on every like when Mookie was in the when in a war zone commercial, like that was everywhere. Yep. But how much do you get that that's you just getting paid for it. Yep. But then you're gonna pick up some of their followers. Right, exactly. Right? Now if you pick up some of their followers, how do you keep that conversation going? Yep. And like that's marketing, that's that's brand development, that's the things that people aren't doing. And we, we, we bring this full circle back to this entire thing. Teams are still selling, Met, like a Mets jersey still sold for Christmas. Yep. Right? It's still sold for Christmas. Doesn't mean that your favorite player made any money. But you know who's making money still then. Yep. Right? Because they can always make money off their own name. I can, I can run my thing however I want. Mm-hmm. And like... That's the difference. All of these owners have a thing that makes them money. This other thing, they just attach their brands to it. Right? You hear uh, uh, Mark Cuban all the time on on Shark Tank. Him talk about the fact, oh, you know, I'm a perfect person for you because I already have the distribution channels for you. You're a sports-related product. Great. That fits into me. I I can, you know, take that to the moon tomorrow. He then can give them signage and things inside of every single basketball game. Yep. So he's already been doing the same thing, right? By allowing himself to grow all these other businesses by using this other thing that is entertainment based. It just we look at it and go, oh, it's an NBA team. Mm-hmm. To him, it's his production company. Does uh, is there a Jersey sponsor one of his companies? Do you know? Don't know. The uh. The, the, the jersey sponsor right, who has the side yeah, thing? Yeah. It's possible. I feel like that would make sense, right? Yeah. I mean, the Orlando Magic, their sponsor is Disney. Right. Right? I could, again, that makes too much sense. Let's be in Orlando. Let's be Disney. Um, the Magic, right? Like, Magic is Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their that's their whole thing. Yep. Right? They own that whole, that whole idea. So, if that's the case, how do you do that with other things? You know? And, and I, I would say I would say that that would make sense. And if you're an owner of a company, that, that, that would mm-hmm. be a good idea. It doesn't look like... Oh, yeah, it's Mark Cuban-backed. Uh, Chime is their jersey sponsor. Perfect, right? Mark Mark's out here playing check, uh, chess and everybody else playing checkers. Like, and, and that's the thing, right? So what's a team to him? That's why he doesn't care if he makes any money off of it. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter about making money off of it. He's able to lean into, I have all these other things that this enhances. Yep. Right? I can have my own booth. I can send somebody to it. I can bring anybody courtside. I can put somebody up in a giant thing and cater it for them and whatever it is. That, that helps me sign a deal. Yep. Right? I have somebody who's a massive, you know, Dallas Mavericks fan, and I can I can have them show up. I can have a couple of my – I can have Luca come out and shoot three-point shots with the guy's kid and get him to sign a deal with me. Right? Like, I have so many things I can leverage against. I don't need to make money from the main thing, right? That's why a guy like again we'll, we'll use we'll use uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds as the case. Ryan doesn't need to make money off acting in the movie anymore. Acting in movies will never make him more money. Mm-hmm. Nobody's paying him enough money to do it. He can now just say, "I want to own a piece of the pie." You got to give me some of it for me to do it, because I am going to market to it and I'm going to talk about me doing it. And you've seen what I do when I do it. Yep. Deadpool was a massive success using his agency. 
There was also uh, in Red Notice the uh, Netflix movie that he was just in with The Rock. There was one scene where he's drinking his aviation gin and The Rock's drinking his tequila, and people were making fun of it as yep. a giant commercial, but mm-hmm. it's smart. Well, but, but, but like everybody's now talking about it. It's being put out. Oh, I didn't realize that The Rock had his own tequila. Now I do because I've seen all these things. I didn't notice it in the movie. Is it any good? Let me try it. Guess what? Freaking works. It is good. So again, I have it at the house, <laughs> right? I don't have Aviation American Gin. I do not. Yeah. But you know, Christmas is here. So if any of you out there want to send me some Aviation American Gin, I'd be happy to try it. Thanks, Ryan. I know you listen to the show. Um, <laughs> Canadians don't watch baseball. They don't. They listen to us though, um, and that's a lie. They get I, I'm Toronto joking. Blue Jays. I'm, I'm joking. Stop. Stop. Hockey. Yeah. He loves hockey. I know. Huge hockey fan. Huge. Massive. Canadian as they come. Um, didn't he just get like an award for being like the most Canadian? <laughs> yeah, yes, I think he, he did. He got an award. Yes, he they did. They made an I entire did. song about him being Canadian. Yes, I did. He won see like that. the like the Canadian Person of the Year award or something like that. Dennis is like, this can't actually be a thing. Dennis, it's actually a thing. He got a medal and everything. Mm-hmm. They made a song about him and like him and everything he does and how like Canada loves him. And like the Prime Minister thanked him for his service to Canada. Dennis loves this. He did it really nicely. Dennis loves this. He's like, this is incredible. He can't wait for the show to end so he can go and watch this YouTube Dennis video. wants to have citizenship in Canada. He just wants to have citizenship in Ryan Reynolds. You know, if he could, <laughs> <laughs> if he could live inside of him, he would. Um, you, you, if Ryan Reynolds came out with an NFT of just a smile of his face, would you try to buy it? Absolutely not. No? The only way I buy an NFT is if it's a New York Rangers one where I get season tickets for life, as we discussed on a previous episode. Again, Bill's ideas are fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, What if Ryan Reynolds said that you got a percentage of his, uh, if you bought into it, you got a percentage of all his companies for the rest of life? I think it would depend on how much it costs at that point because it's a return. Million dollars, million dollars, and you get 1% return lifetime, and you get to like, you know Ryan. You can pitch him ideas. You can talk to him. You can meet him. I don't have a million dollars. I'd raise a million dollars for that. Like, I'd do it. Because if I think he's going to be a billionaire right now, million dollars is undersold. Mm-hmm. Right? 1% of a billion is 10 million. Right? Like, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm out here cooking soup. I'm ready. That's a 10x on what I think the lifetime span of him is. Then how much could I sell it for? Get my money back. Plus some. And if it's an NFT, you make money in a perpetuity, right? He does, or he does. Okay, yeah, true. true he true, makes true, money true. every time it's 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 traded. I right. only I only get money for it from the ownership of it, whatever's attached to it, and then when I get the sale. But if if, because here's the thing, right? And this is the crazy thing about NFTs. We're, I love this business of of sports thing we're putting mm-hmm. all together here today. It's a good one. Um, so what happens? Like now we have deep fake, right? Yeah. And you can just use people's name, image, likeness in perpetuity. What if there are Ryan Reynolds commercials for the next hundred years of young Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. So am I buy, if I buy an NFT of Ryan Reynolds, am I buying Ryan Reynolds Incorporated? So is that going to continue even after his death? Is it going to continue in perpetuity? Well, what happens if his industry, it becomes, you know, a trillion dollar business, right? Because all of the things that are associated under that umbrella, and he sold the NFT to me for a million, and now it's worth by itself, you know, 10 billion. Mm-hmm. What's that worth? So like NFTs will always show that I am one of those people who owns that thing. I'm signing this agreement early in the deal, right? 
But what's he going to do with my million dollars for only 1% of things, right? He's going to invest it, do it, earn it, money, blah, blah, blah. Right. I sell it to somebody for $10 million, He gets 6% of that. So he gets $600,000 for me to resell it. He gets even more money to invest. Right? Yep. And now he has more money cashed in on his thing. He's worth whatever. So NFTs and all that stuff and the attachment that you have to it could be something that you hand down like real estate to somebody. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're getting my NFTs when I die. Oh, um, I wonder if that's happened already. In, Ooh. Like, in like a will well, or something? Well, it's already happened with Bitcoin. Somebody I saw the other day, um, a guy's uncle passed away and left him everything. And on his computer, uh, he had original Bitcoins that he mined himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he had something in the ballpark of like 150 coins. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's cool. And it was on an old, uh, an old laptop. So the entire like key to it, if he had thrown the laptop away, would have nothing. You guys also see what happened the other day. This was my favorite thing. Somebody sold an NFT, and they didn't put in enough zeros. What? They posted it for uh, 0.75 Ethereum, and not 75 Ethereum. Yeah, it sold for three thousand dollars within te- within seconds, mm-hmm. and it was worth three hundred k. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a dark. Which one was it? It was. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to promote anybody. No free advertising. Um, Bars. But uh, buy yeah. aviation gin. <laughs> buy, buy aviation <laughs> American gin. Um, but it was worth three hundred k. That's unfortunate. So he had a two hundred ninety seven thousand dollar loss that day. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. Remember, zeros matter. Yeah, zeros double, matter. Double check before you post stuff, guys. <clears throat> double double check every every time. Yeah, especially if you're going to sell something that you think is worth the moon. Seconds Definitely. going yeah. in seconds. That's so. By the time you put, he hit post. He was like, realized, "Oh shit, we'll delete." Realized wrong. it was wrong. It was already gone. gone. Because there was probably an algorithm that existed yep. in the world that automatically bought it as soon as it was up. It it bought it for that price immediately. That's a long day. After that. That's not just a long. You're day. probably drink. You're finding the bottom of that. Aviation you're finding, gym. yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're hitting up. You're hitting up both The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. You're hitting up Ryan Reynolds. And be like, can we do a commercial about getting my NFT back? Like, <laughs> it's probably like, is this something that you would, some action you would take for me? Uh, I would love you for forever. <laughs> but yeah, rough, rough day out here in the world. But like that's the thing is like you you see actors and actresses doing it, you see NBA players doing it. You're now seeing NFL players kind of talking about how they're going to level up. We saw originally the OG guy who got paid for some stuff that people still dog on is Odell. Odell's mm-hmm. still making 5 million dollars a year from Adidas because his social media following was so strong. From Adidas or Nike? I think it was Adidas. I also think it was Adidas, but I could double check. I mean, I know he's a Nike guy now. Maybe it's Nike. He signed $5 million a year. It could have been Nike. Okay. Um, but he got a shoe deal that was worth, and it wasn't about his cleats. It was about shoes. Right. And he got like a $25 million five-year deal. It is Nike. And cool. that that deal right there is the first one where, yo, you, you're making money not because of you playing. You're make, they gave that to you because of what you wear off the field. Yep. And th- that, that deal should open everybody's eyes to the power that's out there. You have all these quote-unquote influencers out here making money based off of personalities talking about what you do. You be the one to talk about it. Make all the money. Nobody's doing it. And I'm thankful because we'll still steal a lot at the margin. 
right? We'll we'll build it mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. You could start any business inside of sports right now. Josh Gerson, take to the moon, right? Mm-hmm. What would it be? Production company. Ooh, like a blimp. Yeah, like a blimp. Uh, if you were a player, mm-hmm. right? What would you do? What would be the business that you would choose to do? What would be the th- first thing you lined up? Still, same thing, production company? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think as a player, it can be a little different. Like, you can go into something that you love to do that may be, like, more of, like, a fun thing versus going to the moon moon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's tough. I think, like, from, a, like, a intelligence perspective, I feel like the production thing is the best just because you can input whatever you want. It's a neutral... If you're, if you're getting paid more than $10 million a year to be a professional athlete and you're not willing to invest $150,000 a year into some people to shoot video and edit it on YouTube for you and social channels, mm-hmm. you're being an idiot. Being an idiot. Uh, and even I think 150 is low. I'd say if, if you said cool, I'm saying at least if you want to and like I know for a fact that people invest half a million dollars into things, yep. right? Like sure in, in the MLB, then yep. they don't talk about yep. it, whatever. Yep. If you invested half a million dollars into a production company where you don't have to do any of the work, people are going to do all the stuff for you and just say, hey, we need you for this, this, and this, and they'll run your socials, do your marketing, whatever. It's going to take you to another level, whole other oh, level. Like like in within twelve months, it will you will be a completely different person in the eyes of the sports world. Yep. It's and it simple but so why don't guys do it i have two thoughts i know one of them is because they don't want to be in the spotlight to some degree like i know that's definitely a conver- like like a reason that jacob Degrom isn't on yeah. so he doesn't want to deal with it he's yeah. like i want to play baseball and i'm going to make x amount of dollars and i'm fine with that yeah i don't know what do you think the other reason is so I, I what think are your reasons? I, I even think that that idea that I'm going to make all of this money and I'm going to do stuff. We've had conversations with agents and I've heard agents say, and I, I won't name names, just throw the ball over the plate mm-hmm. and you'll make all the money you need. Don't worry about a podcast or this or making your own store and doing mm-hmm. all that stuff and making, you know, a measly hundred to $250,000 a year. Nah, nah. Once you're a star, right, I'll get you this big contract. You'll make all this money and then we'll get you these big marketing deals and you're done. Mm-hmm. That's because the, the, the model business-wise has been built that that happens for some guys. A select few. <laughs> yes, but let's say that you're even a guy who gets the bag and you're a stud pitcher in the MLB and you're a free agent at the time that you're 26 and you're going to sign for, what was uh, Barrios's contract for? Five years, 118? Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. So he, he, got, he got roughly $24 million a year, give or take. I mean, Garrett Cole... Miracle's an even better example. But, but let's but let's 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 throw him out. Let's see. He okay. got the top, 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 like the tippy top. Sure. Let's go with the five the bigger deals that just came out. Everybody was getting mid twenties. Right. Yeah, you just signed for $118 million. Right? 
But that's going to end itself. Yeah, maybe you're going to get a couple of marketing deals and you're going to get some stuff. Somebody's going to pay you a half a million dollars to come and do, you know, two days of work. And you're like, yeah, that was a great deal. Mm -hmm. But it's going to end. And my point to you is, is if any of these guys start leaning into, hey, my first year arbitration, I just made $6 million. Guys, hire a team to come and start recording everything you do. Everything. Your workouts, waking up in the morning, taking business meetings, doing stuff, behind the scenes of everything. You're going to have more followers and somebody's going to give you the five-year, $25 million sneaker deal quick. People are going to pay for every inch of you. They're going to want you to wear their beanie, use their headphones, use their mic, take photos on their camera, talk about their sneakers, right? Swing their back, use their glove, all of that stuff. Because you have a way of of directly tying yourself to the money. Because you have a presence and we can see a click. But when you guys do a photo shoot or a video shoot, you might be successful, might not be. They know they just kind of got thrown money like that out there. But it's broken. You'll make more money. By the time you get to that big contract and you have even more money, lean in even more. Start spending a million dollars a year on your production company if you're making 20. And the reality is you'll get done and you'll be making tens of millions of dollars a year forever. Yep. And yeah, you were a superstar at one point in time, but keep that energy always. And I think it's understanding too that when you're done playing, that if you have made all those proper steps you now have a new career after you're done and i think that's where people drop the ball in at least in baseball is they don't look at it that way because your agent doesn't care yep like like you look at lebron when lebron decides he wants to stop playing basketball he has a whole new life to go into of and lebron's a businessman. lebron's his own agent yep like that that's that's the that's the message if your agent your agent only cares about you playing because for them, that's the big rock. I sign you to a $200 million deal. I'm going to get 6% of that contract. That's what I'm here for. Yep. I'm here for the $12 million I'm making off of you. To have you sign your name. Great, I just made $12 million. Maybe I'll then leverage you out and I'll get you off the field stuff. I'll get 15% of those deals. I sign you to a million-dollar sneaker deal a year. Guess what? I get 150 k again. I love stacking your name and making cash. Oh, you're going to start your own your own brand, and I'm not going to make a piece of any of that stuff? No, nah, no, nah, don't waste your time on that. Why would you do that? That's going to cost you money. Yep. I'm out here just making you money. Ask your agent when you're 40. Where are you at, though? When you're not playing anymore, and you've been out of the league for five years, and you ain't playing, you ain't doing it. Yeah, where are you at, though? Get, I want you to give me a million dollar deal. Mm, can't do it. Sorry, I got this young buck. You, you, your time has passed. You know, just enjoy the money I made you when you were playing. Yeah, but that money's not gonna last me for the rest of my life. I, I want more. I want to, you know, get into stuff. Oh well, you know, sucks. Should have thought of that. But guys, like, so they have a, a, a an idea that they want you to stay committed to just this thing, and you have to leverage the platform. And again, we go back to Pat McAfee. He quit. He he came off a Pro Bowl season. He would have signed and gotten a bag. He would have made a whole bunch of money to kick a, a, a ball down the field. And he left it to dive into the brand because he had already done enough to build a, a, a basis for it. Mm-hmm. And then spent three years, only three years. You said he came off his Pro Bowl season and then retired? Yeah. Doesn't it was? Yeah. So then that, would you say that someone said to him or he it occurred to him that as a punter, 
leaving when you're on top was the best decision. But, that, but he was saying is that's the worst decision. Okay. Because everybody's like, you're, you're the highest paid punter in the league. Well, so everyone else was saying that, but he recognized that now I have a platform. People know my name. I can For sure. convert on yep. that. And he's like, my bo- I'm about to have my fourth surgery or whatever he was saying it was. Like, mm-hmm. his body was already breaking down on him. Yeah. Like, punt, punting, like, I still got to train hard. My hip's coming out of the socket. I'm getting hit by guys. Like, there, there's things that are broken. I've been doing this a long time now. My physical body is, is destroyed. Mm-hmm. And how I'm doing this for, you know, whatever it would have been, $4 million over another two years, and then potentially not being able to walk right for the mm-hmm. rest of my life. You know, Trevor, again, we, we buddy of mine played in the NFL, was kind of bouncing around back end of a roster. When he was, you know, 26, I told him, dude, quit. I was like, what do you mean? Like, so why are, why are you still playing? Because I can, you know, it's the NFL. It's my dream. It's my this. What was your dream? My dream was to make it to the NFL. You made it. And that light bulb went off in his head, and I'm like, you see how you're limping? You've got a bad Achilles, bad knees, bad shoulders, right? You've had concussions. You know a whole bunch of guys who, who are our friends who are in the league and they're going to be there for a while longer, that they're going to be jacked up and they're going to hurt more than you. Mm-hmm. By you leaving now when you still could play, all the other things you do are going to be better. Coach, built a business, did all this other stuff. Now he's making more money. He's been able to be a coach, a mentor, get get these sponsorship deals, get all this other stuff, build a brand, and he's just in his early 30s, and he doesn't doesn't have a, a, a terrible body. Mm-hmm. Wakes up at 5.30 a.m., gets his workouts in. He's like, I love life. I'm in the best shape I've ever been. Life's great. Our buddy Afani... Talks about how everything hurts, always, <laughs> right? Yeah. He two years out, right? He played an extra three years. Yeah, he made more money, right? He made more money in that one window, right? But he's not necessarily in a better spot today than Trevis, right? Yeah. He has great stuff. He's uh, agent. He's working with all these players on all these things, but body's hurt. Hates walks crooked. Everything, right? But so, like, what what was your trade-off? What did you do? Mm-hmm. Pat looked at the situation very similarly to what we were. I was saying to Trevor at that same time. Dude, what are you doing it for? Why play? It, it can't be the money. Because the reality is $9 million at, at that point, when you've already made a few million dollars, $9 million is going to get divided in half in taxes, right? Just just let's cut cut to the chase. So you mm-hmm. made $4.5 million, But you're potentially going to have another $50,000 a year in medical costs on average for the rest of your life. Surgeries, painkillers, mm-hmm. other uh, other things you're going to need when you're an old-ass man needing to have somebody take care of you because your body's falling apart and your brain's falling apart. Yep. What's that worth? Don't trade it. So he left, and he leaned into all these other things. And now it's well, well worth it. Now everybody looks at him and is like, you're a genius. So you're an idiot until you're not. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's kind of how people will look at it. It's like, all right, cool. I guess you can do that. That seems dumb, but sure. And then you have to go make it happen or people will just tell you you were wrong. And players should be doing it while they're playing. Yeah. Matt, Matt Joyce, right? We talk about Matt Joyce. Matt Joyce is not a top of the top of the order hitter. He This year he barely played. He didn't hit well. Mm-hmm. He, he's aging himself out of the league. He's still probably going to get one more deal. Somebody's going to pay him a million dollars. Does he need the million dollars per se? Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> but but Matt has 
multiple real estate deals and things that he's in. He owns like a, like almost a dozen now F45s. He's got all these other businesses that he's attaching and he's using the fact that he's a professional athlete and has connections with professional athletes to level up all these other things he's doing. Right. He's got over 100,000 followers. He has never been a player that's that good, mm-hmm. that he has that many followers. He's got more followers than guys who are better players because he's invested the time, the energy, the money, the the, the experience into it. And yet the reality is he's going to make more money in his career than a lot of guys who are superstars Yep. because his after career is going to be leveraged by that stuff. And if you don't do it at some point in time, you're missing the boat. And right now, looking at the at this whole situation, if every player in the league had done this already, you guys can wait out for forever. What did the NBA players do? Uh, Y'all remember? No. They had a lockout a whole bunch of years back. You know what they did? Wait. They they played pickup games, and they signed a deal with like ESPN and all these people to do like the three on three and five on five, like loosely done games. Mm-hmm. And you got to see guys play on the same teams as each other that you never would have seen before. There were two-on-two games, and they were they were like streaming them on YouTube. That's how the three-on-three league that goes around exists in the way it does. Right. It's a million-dollar cash prize. You have former NBA players out here all playing for it. It's a legitimate league. Guys legitimately out here making good money to play in it. But they're making tons of money, and it's successful mm-hmm. because it all started during the lockout guys having this style of game. You telling me that they, you guys couldn't all set up that we're gonna play, like some pickup baseball, right? That's a different conversation. The, the Sandlot League, yeah, right. Like y'all want to do the Sandlot League, and what do we do every every week? We randomly pick captains and we randomly pick teams. So you don't There's know a who's of, a lot of guys live in Arizona already. You don't know who's doing what until the game pops off. What? Why are we not gonna do that? We get to February one, and there's not gonna, there's not a CBA done. Y'all better have something like that. If you don't, you're leaving it on the field. Sign a deal. Get people to stream it. There's small brands like ours who would be down to do it because we can't afford to do it at the MLB level. Facts. Y'all say, hey, you know, you got some shekels for us to do the Sandlot League. We'll put a banner in the outside. Cool. I got shekels. I can do this. Love shekels. Love shekels, right? But they won't. No MLB guy will do it because they're stuck. Again, use the metaphor. They're still fighting a battle on a hill, and the war's moved to a different place. And they don't realize it. Yeah. They do to some degree. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working on the business side and fighting new battles. on new. Some of this old stuff, guys, you're fighting the wrong battle battle for yourself yeah use your collective to make it that each of you yourself is worth more mm-hmm. but and then it just has to become more of a more of a need for everyone to keep capitalizing on that once they do have those different opportunities because like when you have x person who's a star but doesn't really care about that stuff then it just it doesn't move the needle then every, then we stay where we're at and like, I keep going back to Jacob DeGrom just because it bothers me that he doesn't do it. But, like, you get guys like that who could totally move the needle a ton, and they're not. And it, it hurts everyone in general. Yeah. And, again, I, do, I don't know. 
I don't really truly know the thought process. He's got enough money. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But like how many of these guys who are 24-year-old superstars? The Pete Alonzo, right? Pete, you haven't signed you haven't secured the bag. No. Dude, lean more into your media side. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's so much that you could be doing. And then if you do get the bag, lean into it more, not less. The bag only provides you the opportunity to scale it, right? But before that, you already have, he's already making enough. Just use the money that you get from winning the home run derby every year. As like your living costs? As as your investment money. Okay. Right? Yeah. Didn't he get like a half a million dollars for winning the home run derby? Something like that, yeah. He made more money winning the home run derby than he got paid, right? Yes. So, so, dude, you're already making more money. That was found money. Take that money, invest in, in, in it. Again, I said 150k. You know the reality is, if I I could probably get two or three young videographers who would grind for me for 150k. Yeah, I could make so much content and so many things. Yep. And nobody's doing it, even with a guy like uh, uh, Trevor, Trevor May. He doesn't have a ton of guys following around. He's videoing it himself. Yep. Trevor, you signed a $10 million deal, dude. Scale the operation up. Lean into it. He's done some other stuff, though, business-wise. Like, he's got um, the DMCA music stuff and things I am, like that. I am well aware, more than others, about all of the business things that Trevor May has to do. Subtle flex. And I'm telling you right now, not enough. So much left on the table. Great ideas, great opportunities. Traction is a problem because it's not being scaled. It's being bootstrapped. Mm-hmm. Why is it being bootstrapped to the degree it's, it's being? You only have a couple more years where you're that guy, right? Yeah. Lean into that. Don't kind of pass by. Lean into it. Make it a thing. You'd be given a platform to make all this happen exponentially, and it goes unused for a lot of people. A lot of people. And that's the shame. Yep. And that's the shame. Curious how it looks when we uh, when we come out of this. Come out of this little CBA. It'll look the same. Yeah. And we'll reap the rewards because we have good ideas. Yep. That's all it'll be. And you guys will be along for the ride. I think that's fine. I can work with that. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Excellent. Guys, we appreciate you listening this time. This was our, our business of baseball episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. As things happen, as stuff happens in the league, we'll talk a little bit more about it right now. If you guys have anything you want to hear our opinions on in the baseball world and sports world in general, uh, hit us up in the comments. Let us know. See you next time. Later. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>